Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When you go on holiday, there is no finer achievement than doing absolutely nothing. Nothing on the beach. Nothing by the pool. Walking kind of nowhere and chatting about nothing. As an Expedia member, you can save up to 30% when you add a hotel to your flight. So you can have a bit more money to go out there with great ambition to do absolutely nothing. Expedia. Made to travel. You beat Anderson Silva, one of the greatest combat sports fighters of all time. You see what happens when I land those punches with everyone else. And I've seen those eyes roll back <laughs> in his head. And this just kept on coming. KSI, you guys really friends or is it just for money? Have you ever given him a reach around? What the f- kind of? Drink Prime. These are the colorblind yeah, yeah, yeah. You better f- cry. <laughs> Sugar <laughs> Sean is looking way more purple than usual. You're not beating Ryan Garcia. So you think there's a 0% chance I could beat him? Yeah. No, come on, Raheem. You know what I like? When my best friend, whose brother just won the biggest fight of his career, comes out. This kid goes home last night at, what, 2 a.m., goes to bed, doesn't even make it to the after party. Yeah, that's, like, unlike you, to be honest. I was a little bit disappointed. I was like, damn, I want to party with my brother. He's like, oh, I'm going to sleep. (laughs) It's because he's in a relationship now. It takes a lot to make this work, okay? It's the number one podcast in the world right now, and that's not by chance, okay? (sighs) Don't forget to like and subscribe. Yeah, but I did a podcast. See, I, I did a sports show like right after too. It, 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 no, first, he's right. No excuses. But also, what was that intro? Are you, you want to redo that? Yeah. I mean, I mean, just yeah. hate the intro. You've done four hundred episodes, bro. You're like a little off today. Just maybe, you don't want to mix it up just a little, a little bit. No. Okay, okay, I kind of okay. liked it a little bit. Okay. Just maybe, maybe drill one home right down the pipe. Hey, I found your mic. Oh, nice. No, Thank no, you, Logan. No. I thought it was good. I thought it was better than usual, if you ask me. Perfect. You're looking good, too, bro. You're looking leaner. You've been working out more? Drinking all the prime. Prime. Drinking all, all the prime. <laughs> so what's going on? What, KSI, you guys really friends, or is it just for money and clout? We talking about it. Yeah, yes, he's my friend and business partner. Have you ever given him a reach around? What the fuck kind of... <laughs> well, are you friends or not? Yo, that? yo, fuck you, by the way. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. What is going on? Oh, fuck Why? your fucking shit. Why? Why'd you blur my logo? Oh, the better logo? Mm-hmm. Fuck you. I knew you were going to ask this. You blurred his Actually, logo? Actually, no, I didn't. I figured you'd understand. You know why I blurred it. You know damn well why I blurred it. <laughs> don't, don't, bro, don't give me this. Bro. You know damn well why I blurred your logo on Johnny's parachute. I don't know why. Johnny DeJulius, who's right there, base jumped yesterday before Jake's fight. His parachute, when he opened it, has a giant better logo on it. He's a better ambassador, a better athlete. B-E-T-R, Jake's uh, uh, gambling app. Bro, well, it's also a sports media company. Cr- so it's it doubles. It doubles. It's Brother, not just sports betting. I love you to death, but I'm a Barstool <laughs> yeah, ambassador. I know, I know. I'm a Barstool <laughs> ambassador for the Barstool I know, Sports I know, I know, I know. I'm just kidding. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to start this. this I, I, I just did show for a like, minute. This is why George is better. It just Jesus, sucks, Jesus, Jesus. Hope, I hope Button, button, button. No, no. I hope your deal runs out soon with them. Because it's fucked up. 
Like I'm using fucking prime water bottles, my whole camp. It's all in my content. It's everywhere. I represent the fuck out of it. And then you just got to blur my logo. That's 0% equity. In that yeah, but he's not complaining about it. He's just being supportive, brother. And, we're, and also, and I'm not he's complaining. Zero equity. He's no, complaining. I know. And, I know, and I know, also, I know. like, if he drinks it, people might want to drink it. If you drink it, they're like, mm. Once you get that mic I, I don't think George's mic is actually yeah. working. I don't think George's mic is on. Because I love Jesus. I can handle it. I can do this shit. It's because I'm a Christian, but it does work. Penis. It does work. Okay, okay, fine. Um, um, I, I do apologize. Um, it's just such a lucrative deal for me. <laughs> but do, would they make you blur it? Like it? It's we not should, like we should ask. It's a because you're right. Because you're right. It's because not, bro. Like it's not a big deal. And also, I know it's two different apps. I know it's technically sports betting, but like they don't have micro betting. So, which is what we're focused on. And that's on. all you guys do exactly right now. So right? look, yeah. look. Yes. I, I left it. I left it in my Snapchat. Because you're right, it is going to be unavoidable I know, it's, it's at some time. Bro, like, it's inevitable. It's inevitable. I didn't, know, I didn't know you were going to start a fucking war. billion dollar betting app. I didn't know you were going to do that a year and a half ago when I signed yeah, it. I know, you know, I know. I'm I sorry. Know. It's all good. It's I'm all here. Good. I'm here to support you in the best way. I, are you? Are you? Frick, God, Kevin, bro. Is it your first fucking day, bro? <laughs> the guy trips over everything. Like, thanks, Kevin. <laughs> How, how how are you feeling, brother? You had an amazing fight. Last I'm good. Night. I'm 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 sore as fuck. Yeah, like really, really sore. I got in the ice bed this morning, stuck my face in there. My shoulders are all banged up. My face is puffy. It was really a war. What it was a really war. a war. Um, I don't I don't think it's still like set in yet. What I what dude, I you beat you beat Anderson Silva, one of the greatest combat sports fighters of all time, and it wasn't easy. That guy is. Good. He brought the fucking smoke. He's so tough, man. He was there to fight. I did not. I did not see that coming. I knew he's a great fighter, but my God, he's kid, fast in the ring. Yeah, he's like, come on, kid. <laughs> there was a lot of moments where he was he was chirping, playing a little because because we saw this whole fight build up where it was Anderson Silva, the humble you know combat sports veteran. Thank you so much, Jake, for giving me the opportunity to fight in this fight with you. And I said to myself, "That's that he's going to carry that into the ring." Yeah, no. Bell rings. No. This dude's fucking shoving you, putting you in headlocks, giving Bro, you no fighting dirty as fuck. Yeah, he yeah, was yeah. pushing my head down it the was, whole and, entire and fight. Follow and uppercut. Doing the uppercut. Yeah. And the the ref like. I had to tell the ref, like, yo, he's pushing my head down. And the ref was like, yeah, you're pushing his head down. <laughs> I was like, what? Nah, he's strategic, bro. You were in there with someone who has, who's got so many dirty little tricks. And I'm sure I could see you level up from the start of that fight to the end of the fight. Yeah, I got, I got better as the rounds went on. I was making adjustments. He was making adjustments. And he really thought I was going to back down, I think. You know, he brought a ton of pressure, a ton of smoke, and then I just matched it. That was what? won you the fight when he went harder and everyone in the stadium anyways felt the energy and, and it, it started erupting and he got way more violent and started throwing these flurries of punches i, I know you're a warrior bro but i wasn't sure how you were going to react to that and you met his violence with more violence neutralizing the spider yes i saw a warrior out of you yesterday a gladiator in that ring that truthfully bro i had not seen you do yet and I am you, so man. proud of you, bro. Like you, you, you are an absolute animal. And if anyone doubts you in this sport now, they are fucking stupid. Thank you. You, you proved just how tough you are last night, man. You should be so proud of your performance. Thank you, man. That that means a lot, and I I, I really appreciate it. And it, it's all kudos to my team, but also, you know, having that heart. You know, in, in some of my ayahuasca ceremonies and like spiritual awakenings, I realize my best attribute is my heart. 
and just being, you know, willing to go uh, and dig deep and, and do whatever it takes to, to get the W. Um, you know, people say it's the power, it's the skill, it's this and that. No, mentally to win the fight, you, you have to be super fucking strong and, and dig deep because there's so many athletes who couldn't do that. It's all about like how bad you want it. And I wanted it more than him. Your, your pre-fight fight ritual is fascinating because you do have a crazy mental game and I'm not sure how you get in that zone where you're, you're willing to go to war with someone and, and to kill and die in the ring at the same time. And I, I was watching you sit on that chair and that lady do the sound bowls and she's like singing show. <laughs> So epic, bro. A guy who's worth $500 million in your ear talking about dragons and shit. Aubrey, bro. What was Shout he, out to Aubrey. What was he saying? Man, he, like, you can, I can't, words can't even recite what he's saying. He's poetic. And he, he literally write, writes poetry. Um, and they are my spiritual guides, Lucas, um, Hella, Aubrey, Vailana, Blue, and have done so many spiritual ceremonies with them, ayahuasca, toad, all of these things. And they were there the whole entire time. And our energy, when it all combines, is just like something super magical. It's out of this world. It's from a different realm. Um, and they just get me so prepared. And it's it's like such a deeper meaning. And his words are just like fascinating. And the stories he tells, he basically is like reciting um, old, I guess, warrior uh you know poems poems and and meaning and uh when it's just magical when he says it and i all i could do is just like nod because i'm like (laughs) yes this is what i'm feeling deep down this is what i'm feeling deep down and uh talking about like kings and i i I can't even really replicate it but he was he was doing that and i was jealous because i was sitting there and I thought that was my time to give my speech. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote a speech. And I was like, fuck, bro. This, when am I going to give him my speech? And this guy's talking about kings and dragons and being Did like, that make you not want to give your speech? No, seriously, bro. I fell back. Because <laughs> you're standing there all excited. I had a, and then he's I like, the warriors of the 14th century ride with you through the fiery gates of hell. <laughs> and you're just like, Jake. You are my brother ever, <laughs> ever since the day you were born. He was like, nah, fuck that Bro, shit. Even when you gave your speech, like, I was like, damn, like, what if I wanted to be the president? Like, you, you kind of like sunned me in I your know, speech. I know. I was afraid about that part. And this is why. But, it's, but I was like, damn. I'm, I, it's supposed to be my moment. I know. I know. He's I, good at that. I was afraid. <laughs> you're not, you're not wrong, bro. You're not wrong. I, I have to walk a fine line between not fucking up your perfect ceremonial pre-fight ritual and also trying to be like a helpful, supportive brother. Big no, brother. it was great. But I, I didn't know you wanted to be president. No, actually, I, no, it was, it was actually, it was actually really good. And, and I, I really enjoyed your speech, but, it, but I did laugh at that moment. I was like, damn, <laughs> what, if, what if I want to be the president? Why can't- you can't cause your tattoos. Ah, uh, yeah, you're right. I think, the, right. I think times are changing. Were there any moments in the fight? <laughs> were there any moments in the fight last night where you were worried? I was in this um, strange circle of people because of the uh, people that you were just talking about, combined with other. You know, I've got a, a a caravan of sorceress and and hippies with long flowy gowns, two inches from Devin Booker and Sugar Sean. And, you know, Logan's friends that snuck their way into the front row and told Devin he had to sit somewhere fucking else, which I thought was hilarious. And they were all conglomerated in the circle watching you go to battle. And 
as as we talked about earlier, there were these moments where you were pressed into the corner yep. and Anderson was just flurrying, dude. It was like an East Coast snowstorm coming at your fucking face. <laughs> yes. Were there any moments where you were like, damn, this is this is not going the way that I had predicted it to go? No, honestly, like I was prepared and it was credit to my sparring partners because they brought the smoke every single session and put me in those exact same situations. So, you know, there's there's always the worry of like the punch you don't see landing uh and he was fucking throwing them awesome. like going putting his whole body behind these punches um and so my defense just like had to be perfect uh but it was d very difficult so it wasn't it wasn't worry it was just like managing my heart rate and my lactic acid buildup um and and pacing myself uh, to, to be able to fight through those moments. And that was the most difficult part. So like the skill part of it, I had it under control, but it was just like staying calm in those moments and then returning the fire because I had to make him back down and back up and hitting him to the body is what slowed him down. You think shots. so? Yeah, for sure. For sure. That, that was the number one thing. And that's what my coach is telling me. Like Danny yelled at me in the corner. He's like, after one of the rounds that he won, he was like, what the fuck are you doing? Wake the fuck up. You're letting him back you the fuck down. This is fucking bullshit. You're better than that. Fucking jab him. Fucking punch him to the fucking body. You abandoned the fucking punch to the fucking body. Wake the fuck up. And I was like, oh, shit. You're right. No, he was right, though. And I and I, it woke me the fuck up. And sometimes you need that as a fighter in, in the corner. And that's what a great coach does. And it was a beautiful moment. I came back out in the next round. Boom, boom, boom. Jabbed on the way back. Boom, punched the body and got out. And so it just like it, it woke me up. And it, that's really what stopped him from coming forward. And then uh, we started exchanging in those clinches. And that's what eventually dropped him in the eighth round. It is so cool to me that I know when people buy your pay-per-views, they're going to be entertained. Yeah. Because you you have fighters who are good and who are undefeated, but you don't always know if they're going to give you a good entertainment bout that night. And and last night, man, it was a war all the way till the end. You have power. In the last round, you knocked down Anderson Silva, and the crowd goes crazy round eight. And it not even like it, what looked like a hard punch. You were grounded, but you came over the top and clipped mm -hmm. him in the, in the right spot. You blinded with a jab, clipped him over the top. I have a question because I'm just curious when you did that a what was going through your mind and then b I thought we locked eyes in that moment and I I went breathe breathe and I br breathed yeah and you I saw you go yeah I heard you it worked it worked no because you forget you forget you, I, I was like yo he's probably stoked right now but like calm down center yourself because you want to finish you want to finish him in that in that moment like when he stands back up right yeah 100 percent. and like you just have to gather yourself and like realize what happened realize what punch you got him with and then look at the opponent like look him in the eyes see how bad he's hurt um and, and if he's going to be able to recover if he's wobbling which he wasn't showing any of those signs but you want to see because then you jump right the fuck back on him but you mm. have to be careful because mm. mm. really experienced pro fighters will like act hurt like that and then you'll come chin up punching yeah, and then right. they'll fucking drop you, you so, so you want to stick to your game plan if he looks good wow that is speed you know what we've been watching recently every sunday the nascar playoffs fast cars wrecks fights and all of the action anyone could ask for it might be the end of the season but the intensity is hitting its peak this weekend nascar is back in phoenix for the championship race so strap in for a wild ride as the stars of the nascar cup series take on phoenix the four drivers left are 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Vying for their spot to be a champion. It all comes down to this. The highest finisher among the top four wins the championship. Let's go. NASCAR always delivers an action-packed race full of lead changes, wild wrecks, and close finishes and that will keep you on the edge of your seat the entire race. You have to experience NASCAR in person, so be sure not to miss the action. Go to NASCAR.com slash tickets to get your tickets today. If you can't make the race, tune in and get ready to take a beer shower at the finish line with NASCAR Cup Championship at Phoenix Raceway this Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern on NBC. Back to the program. Were you surprised by this? Obviously, Anderson being one of the greatest combat sports athletes of all time. But were you surprised by his ability at 47 years old to stay in that fucking fight with someone of your age and your you know, constant training capacity. I mean, this dude was in that fight the entire way through. It's unbelievable. He defies all physics. Yeah. And, you know, he had young sparring partners, undefeated prospects, you know, 13 and 0 guys who were fighting, you know, the, just as hard. He was fighting just as hard as them. Um, and so it, it's unbelievable. His body, his skill, he truly is a fucking goat. And he was taking punches that no one else takes. What's what's interesting is when I knocked him down, that wasn't even the hardest punch. It was just like the timing of it and the way he was coming up. He lifted his chin up into the air, and that's what dropped him. Um, but you see what happens when I land those punches with everyone else. You know, Tyron, Ben, mm. Nate. Over, game they over. They go to the fucking ground. Right. He would eat that shit, and I seen his eyes roll back in his head. <laughs> And this motherfucker just kept on trying. They just come back down. <laughs> no, seriously. Bro, bro. It was trippy when, as fuck. When, when he was fully bleeding, like round six, his face is all fucked up. He's bleeding his eyes. And, and he looks like pissed. Yeah. <laughs> What's going through your head? I, I mean, I'm just like, I got him. Got him. I got him. I got his number. I know how to beat him. I got him figured out. And anything he does right now, it doesn't matter because I'm faster than him and uh, I'm I'm picking him apart, and I saw that he was defeated. Mm. He didn't want to accept it, and he mm. didn't want to lose, but he knew that he couldn't do anything to me and that he was taking a beating. And I hit him with this right-hand lead like in the later rounds, and I think that was just like the punch that, that really— Took his, took his soul. Yeah, that yeah. just like broke him in the sixth or seventh round where the fight was over at that point. And basically in the eighth round— you know, what are his coaches telling him? You're losing the fight. You have to knock you him out. You have to knock him out. Yep. Throw, and so throw. guess what? He tried. No, I'm coming too, bitch. <laughs> like, you think you think it's just your fight? You think it's just, oh, yeah, now I'm going to turn it on and knock Jake Paul out? No, fuck you, bitch. It's my eighth round too. So I, I turned it up, and I, I'm bringing the fight too. Like, at the end of the day, I'm not going to just give him the eighth round because... I had it in the bag already. I cannot believe you are a fucking boxer now. This <laughs> is so weird. Like, what is happening? Last night, after you fought and beat Anderson Silva, you came immediately back to the house, ice bath, hot tub, and then you ran a podcast <laughs> at 1230 a.m., which is yeah. fast. Like, no one works as hard as you, which is insane. But you were giving the cheers, and I, I sat back a little bit, and I'm watching you thank your, your friends and family and 
this beautiful moment after a successful, what, 10, 10, 11 months now of, of training camp and hard work. And there's lights shining and everyone you know and love is around you. You just did this feat that was impossible on paper. And I got to look at a movie through my own eyes. Like I had to gauge what is happening and really cherish these life moments because this is it, brother. And yeah. what you've done with your life, full 180 now into a professional athlete. And one of the most entertaining and promising ones on the planet is absurd. Yo, <laughs> yo, y'all remember when he was back at the Team 10 house, like spray painting garages and lighting Kill shit on fire and cl climbing up news vans? Like, what a turn of events, man. And your your post-fight speech was really inspirational too, man. Because I don't think you understand how many kids are going to be influenced by by just what you have proven what is possible. No, and, and that's my whole goal with this. And having the influence in the platform to inspire so many different people is why I do this. And that's why I even said, like, even if you're 40 or 45, you know, I, I hope to inspire them. It's never too late. It's never too late to start what you love. Um, and I think so many people think that, but adults are sort of stuck in their ways, you know, and the, there's habits formed over so many years. So it's, I think it's a little bit harder for them to change and like maybe uproot their life and become something different. So that is why I like to speak directly to the kids because it's, they're still early on, they're impressionable. They can make life changes and, and, you know, decide to do something uh, that could change the rest of their life. But it is surreal, man. All this is fucking crazy. And boxing saved my life. I would probably be dead or in jail, you know, doing that shit in Los Angeles. Um, it, it was not a good lifestyle. And boxing, like, pulled me out of that I, and, and gave me this hope and gave me this light. And that's why I want to share the sport with the rest of the world. I totally concur. I was on a run the other day, and I was just thinking about the evolution you've had and the discipline that you've been forced to implement in your life has literally changed who you were going to become in such a good way. Cause yeah, bro, I was worried about you for, for a moment in time there. You've channeled your energy in such a positive way. Um, I want to ask you more stuff. Like, I want to bring in radio Raheem, uh, absolute, absolute legend. And we My see you by radio Raheem. Bro. What? Welcome to you. I'm just gonna, you, I'm just gonna be doing like a little free for all today. I, okay. I think Sean O'Malley's coming by as well, and like I want to get mom and dad on this podcast. Hey, I, I want to, I want to talk today. I want to get Titus in the podcast. John. Titus, bro, come sit here, bro. Titus, little mini Jake Paul. Can you put in a amazing cup? fight? Do, do you have a question, bro? Like I'm sure you, you're, you're they're the question. Guy. Let me tell you something that hit my ear just now, and this is the difference between a guy who's like. Uh, fucking around in the ring and trying to figure it out and a guy who crosses over and becomes a boxer. It's not how many years you've been doing it. It's not whether you were an amateur or not. It's in that moment when you said, I hit him with a right-hand lead and that's when he realized that I, I can't win this fight. Mm. The Knowing that is that it's a demoralizing punch. Mm. The right-hand lead is the longest punch to throw. Yep. It's your power shot. And if you can hit somebody with it, they know exactly. there's nothing they can do with you. Yeah. That's how Floyd Mayweather demoralizes 100%. people. 100%. Yeah. He hits him with a right, right hand. He's like, how the fuck, fuck. are you doing that? <laughs> yeah. That and moment. it comes out of nowhere. And, and when you talk about the eighth round, that moment when you're like, oh, he's coming. He's turning it up. He's going to try to win this round. Because to be honest with you, I had you up one round and going into the eighth. No way. One, one no round. No way. Really? Yes. What are we talking I'm about? You, do you I remember, do you remember what? Four to three? Yes. Whoa. Yes. Gnarly. Now, listen. 
Uh, the thing about boxing judging is I'm watching it from my press seat. I got one side of the ring. Yeah, facts. I'm seeing what I'm seeing. Yeah. Boxing judging is anything but, but that, scientific. That, that, that's <laughs> why it needs to be fucking changed. That's like, why the boxing judging be needs to be changed. Watching it on a screen without the audience uh, audio in their ear, without any kind of influence, they should be watching it like in a in where the director is watching it. For sure, in a truck. Bro, sure. I tweeted this. I don't know if you saw this. I said they should be watching it through a screen. There should be six judges. Three of them make the final decision, but the other two should argue with them for the minute break in between. To if they disagree, like no, he won that round. Why do you think he won that round? His jab control, this, 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 and then the the main judge makes the decision at the end of the day. But they shouldn't be in the arena. The crowd was rooting against me, and that influences them. Well, right. subconsciously, the judges are influenced by the crowd erupting based off of punches. Now, listen, I'm saying all that. I'm not saying I'm wrong. I'm saying that's the fight I saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, and if he goes in there and knocks you down in the eighth round, or at least has a really solid round, where like, okay, this guy was winning going yeah. away with the crowd and everything. He knows he might win that fight, yeah. or at the very minimum, get a draw. Knowing as a fighter, like, okay, it's not just your fight, my fight too. I, I'm I love, stepping I love up, when he says that. Like, he, yeah. he goes, "It's my eighth round too," and you're fucking right. Like that was Ander Anderson's desperation round, and you. You snatched it from him, and I think everyone in that moment knew like th this. This cannot be left up for decision, which leads me to my next question. They're back, the motherfuckers who are saying it was rigged, bro. It's the motherfuckers <laughs> who are saying that you Anderson was pulling his punches. That that the same the same guys that said you were gonna get knocked knocked out by Anderson Silva. The narrative had changed to say the rigged. fight was set up. Bro, fuck them. Talk to him. It, it's so it's just so stupid, man. And I feel bad for those people who actually believe that. To think to even think that if it's just so it's illegal. Like you're putting Showtime Boxing's reputation on the line, Steven Espinoza's reputation on the line. You are saying that Anderson Silva, the greatest fighter in combat sports history, is corrupt. And that he would do something like that. It's just like disrespectful on so many levels. And it just makes me like lose faith. I already I already have lost faith completely in my generation of kids. <laughs> I think they're fucking imbeciles. Really? Um, I feel bad for a lot of them. All sheep don't think for their, their own. Addicted to, you know, this dopamine trap and don't even realize that they're not awake. Uh no, it's a nasty. It, it doesn't mean I don't want to help them. Yeah. But I've 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 lost faith. And so I'm fighting from a I'm I'm fighting to help them uh in a way where who knows if it's possible. Um I'm still gonna fight the battle. But like the the fact that these kids think of this and conjure that, it just goes to show me like how stupid people are. It's a really dumbass echo chamber. Like when I see these comments, I'm gonna get a little aggressive here. Yo, if you think that that fight in any way was dishonest, you're a fucking loser. And I mean that at the bottom of my heart. I want you to go home, look at yourself in the mirror, and ask yourself the following question. What do I lack? What, what do I lack in my life that forces me to go and discredit a kid who I know is working his ass off? You know how hard my brother works. And the answer might be one of the following. Uh, a fucking brain. Friends. Purpose. I, I, I urge you. I urge you. To use critical thinking when you when you when you type dumb shit online. But why do we why do we care? Like, does this mic actually work? No, 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 no. Let me no. Let me ask. Let me ask this. These people are trolls. They're like, it makes me want to throw up 
that we're ha- that we're wasting our time having this conversation. Like, bro, bro, we have to stop. Bro, let me the, we have I, to I, stop that narrative. No, because and, and here's, show them like they're fucking stupid. I believe that Anderson Silva is actually an oak tree. And I can get a bunch of people to agree with that if I if I tweet it. And Anderson I Silva with this and is I agree. bro. Who gives a fuck what these idiots are saying? Who cares? Go fuck yourselves. Because like who? They're, they're, they are just as big of influencers as any of us. Because these comments, when they comment it, get they five thousand likes, likes. They get the likes. They get ten thousand likes on Sports Center. But this is and a guess ma- what that that takes away from the sport of boxing. And I want to grow this sport and. If people think what I'm doing is is rigged or whatever the fuck it is, then that's detrimental to the sport as a whole. But it's but it but what I'm trying to say to you is like that is a macro discussion that's existing elsewhere as well in other and places. Way, I this this echo chamber. I work so fucking no, hard. No, no, no. I get to dedicate hurts, my life me. to that's this, bro. I wake me. up every single day and fucking grind and sacrifice my body. I am willing to die in the ring. I I've. Said that to my maker. I said, you know, even last yesterday, I said in the morning when I woke up before the fight, I said, I am willing to die tonight. I'm willing to sacrifice my body for the greater good of humanity and for the greater good of the sport of boxing. And the fact that I'm willing to risk my life and then these peasants just like come online and say this stupid shit. But it's this this big comparatively to the people that watched that fight last night. Those people are the people that think that Anderson Silva is actually a bouncy house and not a human. These are the same age as Titus. They are fucking <laughs> children, was bro. Is, was it you that commented that? <laughs> but both of you guys can be right. It, on the one hand, it doesn't matter because they are trolls. But the other thing is both of you pride yourself on doing the impossible. Uh-huh. Well, if you see something done that you consider to be impossible, you don't believe you can do it, then the only thing that makes you get out of bed in the morning and feel like you're worth something is to say, he can't really do it either. <laughs> exactly. Okay, okay. So that's what I say. That's why I said you lack purpose. Take, so you got nothing else to do. It's their, it's their fucking pro- issue within themselves. And that's why I feel bad for them, but that's also why I've lost faith. And and I could show them a million times how to do it and how to find love. And how to become awakened. I was that person. I was jealous, insecure, lacking mm-hmm. confidence, didn't know who the fuck I was, shaming other people, pulling other people down to try and make myself feel better. And this was me as a as a 21-year-old, you know, and, and I found my way out of that. And so can these people. And they have to. You, why live? A, I was living a miserable life. And, and so are they. But they don't even realize it. And at the time, I didn't realize I was living a miserable life until I was awakened. And these people need fucking help. But it's like, wake the fuck up, people. You're talking about the fight in yourself. This is the first fight you have to win before you climb through those ropes. Exactly. You're talking about beating your biggest opponent. That doubt in your own mind. That disbelief that it is impossible. And I can't do any more things that are impossible than the guy who I'm saying is faking the fight. Mm. You win that fight, and you can inspire those very same trolls might be the ones that come up after you and be like, you know what? I, no, I, they're I, not. I no, no, no. I'm telling you, you can't write people <laughs> off like that because people are at different stages yeah. of development. It's they need to do watching shrooms, a guy win bro. a fight inside himself. They need to do shrooms. They need to do psychedelics. Listen no, here, kids. Do I? <laughs> no, seriously. Do it. Do I, it. I like think- it. For real. Because <laughs> the, the mics don't work. <laughs> Scream, George. No, I no, just... Kid, kids do ayahuasca, too. What are you talking about, dude? Bro, there's... No, 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 yo, no, kids no. started in tribal communities. In tribal communities, 
The initiation process to become a man is to do ayahuasca when you're 13 years old. That's and guess what? <laughs> those those fucking in those tribal communities are fucking badasses. They're smart. They fucking work. They have a fucking family. They're loyal. There's no fucking Instagram. All that fucking bullshit. That is humans. That is the way to fucking live. And we've been stripped of that. We've been stripped of like who we are as primates. And we are in this fucking world where... You know, people think you're cool because you wear a fucking designer fucking brand and shit. Like, we are so far gone. We are so fucked up. What? What? I I, 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 I needed a fucking... I, I, uh, I love your passion, and regardless of you liking it or not liking it, is this not working? Or? No, just, no, they're, just they're working. Yell. Hello? They're working, they're saying. Listen, <laughs> I think at the end of the day, this is going to fuel you. But most importantly, you have to show them grace, bro. Because you were put in that situation where you were a schmuck once, where you didn't know who you, who you were. You were shitting on other people. And for you to get past it, you got to know deep down it's not going to change. There's always going to be somebody that's going through a hard time that's going to want to tear somebody down that's doing really well. So you got to show them grace. Once you see it from that perspective, you're no longer fighting from that. You're really doing it for a better and stronger cause. Bro, bro I'm, I'm, I've, I've been very graceful and patient. I don't want to use the word. And constantly spreading this message and i know it's going to take a long time and you know people might be uh, abrasive or or whatever and they don't want to listen to it um but i'm going to continue to spread the message because i was those same people um your message is to fight on like bullies right you don't want bullies to be bullies you think for a second you you were saying you were talking to a higher power you think that your enemy is not going to throw all of the bullies at you because you're stopping it bro you're going to take the same bullets at you that you're trying to stop other people from shooting. You get what I'm saying? Yep. You're going to go up against even more. And the higher you climb, I don't want to sit here and lie to you and be like, yo, bro, fuck those guys. They're going to they're gonna, they're gonna go away at one point. You're not. Because you're going to keep going up and there's going to be more people that are upset about that. I, yeah, I guess, I guess the thing is, is like, I was never a hater. Like, even when I was like, in those moments and shit, like I, I never felt the need to really like hate on someone for no fucking I, reason. I, I, I have. You I'm, you've I'm, done that? Yeah, I still do. I'm a hater. No, you're <laughs> not. Swear, Who I do am. you hate on? I just can't. I what I I don't know. I hate sometimes. I could call. I could but call you out don't. Some like I, I got some examples. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm no, saying, he does. And I'm, also, you you did too, bro. Come on. Maybe, maybe, maybe. No, no, no. But it's coming from a place of like from insecurity. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. No, no, no. But, but it was, I was going to say competitive. It was just like random. Like, well, it's insecurity. If you're hating like anybody, it's insecurity. On, I never commented on someone that I don't know or like didn't understand. All the people I hated on were because I knew them and I knew their character and I met them in person. I was like, that's a shitty person. Hence KSI. Those types of people. Whoa. 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 Drink prime. Drink prime. <laughs> Does your back hurt from all that dick riding? 
I thought you were gonna say from carrying this promotion, which I felt like. Would have <laughs> no, been that way yeah, more that sense. is true. But yeah, no, you are the reason Prime is successful. <laughs> that's not well, true. That's, that's not true. true. We couldn't have done it without him. Listen, I have a question. Nothing I disagree. You band together I with Anderson Silva to form the Fighters United Corporation, incorporated together. Fuck it, as you named it, right? Fighters United, United Fighters. No, no, no. The Fighters United Incorporate Corporation, incorporated together. Right. That's what we want to call it. Fuck it. Yeah, the fuck it corporation. Right. <laughs> so I think you're gonna do. I think you're gonna, trademarked. I think you're gonna do a good thing for 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 fighters in boxing, bro. But 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 the big question is now, who's next? Who's next? What are you doing? Oh, I Nate don't Diaz. Know. I don't know. Is it Nate Diaz? Yeah, it has I, to be, bro. I would love He's, to fuck up. He that slapped your breathwork fucking... guy in the coast. In, in, in yeah. the dude, dude. I'm sorry to say this, but how funny is it that he oh. choked? The guy that teaches you how to breathe. He stopped the guy from breathing yeah, 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 but, that teaches yeah, but, you how to yeah, breathe. With all due respect, I've mentioned on this podcast, bro, I don't know if Lucas is here. Lucas also punched me in the dick once, bro. You deserved it. I'm nah, you did. Oh, he, he, <laughs> didn't he you. punch Israel Adesanya too? He punched Israel Adesanya bro, too. Bro, what if he actually? Why is he always what if he started the fight? What if he walked by and hit him in the nuts? And that's no, what actually started. Lucas was going to the fucking locker room and he was like, "Yo, like, let me get by." And because he had problem child merch on, he got choked. How do we know? <laughs> Can the story? There's be video. No, 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 there's video. There's video. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Said it. Lucas was my dad. Yeah, dad has head. All right, this, oh, this, this. Who's next? Question. Let's be real about it. Nate Diaz would be a huge fight, right? I'd want to see it. Yeah. It'd be a scrap. The thing that you want, though, that credibility. Yep. The thing you want to shut these haters down. Some people won't be shut down no matter what. Fuck them. But the people who have legitimate, like, okay, I'm, I'm, on, I, this isn't fixed, but I don't fuck with it because I've never seen him fight a boxer, and he keeps calling himself a boxer. It, there's nobody else you could fight, no matter what their reputation is, no matter what the grudge is, that isn't at least a somewhat proficient fight boxer. Boxer. Yep. He's tried though. Trade. He's tried the Raheem. I, I'm not this saying you didn't. No, forgetting. I'm not saying you didn't try. Yeah. I'm saying if you don't do then that criticism will never, ever go away. And you won't get the credit that you feel you deserve or test yourself in the way that I think you want to. He's right. I don't think you should give a fuck. I think you should do exactly what you want to do and, like, don't let the critics decide who you're going to fight next. Bro, you said it, and it's the most accurate thing ever, and people aren't weighing the magnitude of the following sentiment. No one else has challenged himself in their first six fights the way you have. No, no one, one ever. Most boxers, professional boxers, sport. build themselves up with trash cans, dude. Four-round fights. Four-round fights. For the ridiculous. first five fights. Then, after the fifth fight, they go to six-round fights. But, fight, but fighting fight. guys who are 2-11, and 1-15, 12-45. Yes. calling out Canelo. <laughs> you <laughs> you got to do the thing. Psychopath. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I would love to fight Canelo. I, I can beat him. It's so funny because... But see, there's a thing. <laughs> to say that... Without having fought somebody who boxes as a trade, as a profession, I think is I like think what so. Makes people so feel like it's bullshit. So I mean, interestingly enough, sometimes boxing an MMA fighter is more difficult than boxing a boxer because the punches are different. You know, they fight dirty. Anderson was pulling my head down. It's random. It's awkward. He when he punches, he steps forward with his fucking foot. He's all over the fucking place. Sometimes boxing a boxer is easier because. They throw the same goddamn punches as every other boxer. Mm. They're going to hate you. Good, <laughs> good, 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 good. And guess what? No. And, and guess what? And guess what? When I fight a boxer, I will knock them the fuck out. And then, and then, what are they going to say after that? People, 
They'll, they'll, come, up, they'll come, like up the, bro, say, like, like, come up with something to say, bro. They'll come up with something. I have fucking time. It's been two and a half years. I will fight a boxer. I'll fight everybody. You're 25, it's been right? Two and a half years. I'm 25 fucking years old. Like, I just got started. As fast as I can get these deals done, I am fighting these motherfuckers, whoever the fuck it is. Uh, big fights, big names. That's what I want. And when it happens, it happens. I do want to fight a professional boxer, and I will. And there's big names. There's people that have been hitting me up. There's all like there's all types of legends who want to fight me. Um, Is there anyone currently active right now that you feel has the capability, social clout, standing, credibility to to box you? Like, is there anyone you can think of right now coming off of an Anderson Silva W? And I'm not talking about fucking Canelo, dude. I'm talking about like <laughs> realistic, like you can get the fight made. Yeah. Yeah, for negotiation purposes and leverage, I just don't want to talk about okay, it. Okay, fair, so, fair enough. That that's why like you know, you know Could you say it and beep it out or no? Could you say it beep it out? I mean, there's like a couple there's a couple names. I think um I wow, I think my nose is broken. You just realized that? Titus, Titus, check it out. Check his nose out. Oh, man, I think it's broken. Let me see. That's fine. I actually think it's broken. But you've always had a bit of a... It's always been going like an angle. Okay, no, it's not. Oh, ooh, that's really sharp pain, though. That hurts. Pam? Whatever. Can we get the doctor? I think, I think, I think, I think if I fought... Uh... Really? You fight... And they will have to shut the fuck up. Exactly. Yeah, tell me that's not a good matchup. <laughs> no, I'm, that's more than legit. That's an active, yep. professional, world champion, championship level uh, see fighter. Head, see where your head's at. That's yeah. I mean, and, it, and I think it's a good fight because I have the weight advantage and the height advantage. You're gnarly, Jake. I bro. also don't want to be disrespectful. Well, he's gonna come off super disrespectful. But who the fuck is that? He's nah, I wouldn't say like that. I just ju I don't know him as much as I know Nate Diaz. So I'm talking about as an entertainment. No, that's standpoint. the problem. Is right. is for me to? This is the problem with finding a fight for me. It is has to be a big name. Has to be credible. Has to be a tough fight. Has to be free from their all their different contracts. What do you okay, want? McGregor, what do you want? No, but that's actually that's 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 incredibly important because I I wanted to ask this question as well. Anderson Silva, massive name, draws what I would assume the entire MMA community. And I don't know how to say this without, like, like don't take this as disrespect, but when I was scrolling Twitter today and just, like, seeing the social buzz, it didn't get and make as much noise as I thought it would. Trending Yo, number agreed, one. Agreed. Uh, Why? Cause, is it cause it's Halloween? weird. It's weird. I mean. <laughs> no, that's a, it's a fair statement. It's a Halloween was World Series yeah. Sunday football. This is the worst time of the year to fight. But guess what? I had to fight. Yeah. All my fights from now on will be in the summer. There's no sports. It's like there's like this perfect gap in July slash early August where there's no sports. And by the way, all my other fights were during COVID. This is like when no one had anything when to no do. one had anything ah. to do and anything to watch. The NFL was canceled. The NBA not blah, 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 nothing was on. Everyone was Halloween. Exactly. So, so you went in you know risking this, not knowing that was, knowing the, it wasn't going to get yes, as much. Fun? Yes, that's bro, a fucking fighter right there. I had buddy. to fight this year. I just had to get it fucking done, bro. I'm sick and tired of waiting around. It's so funny to me how last year you made forty million dollars, and until yesterday you made zero, technically.
I oh, made, lost, not, lost not, not, not only did I make zero, I lost like millions of dollars just running a goddamn organization with 15 employees. You have so many people on your team. We it's were talking a, about that last night. Caravans. Yeah. Ca convoys convoys. Of, of people. Yep. But, but, they, but everyone provides more than what they, the value of more than what they get paid. So. Do, you, do you know how many pay-per-view buys it got yet? I don't. I think it'll probably go around like two to three hundred thousand, really? which is kind of upsetting. But um, man, it, I think most it, it entertaining. Maybe the most entertaining fight that yeah. you've had, though, Ugh. without yeah. a knockout, without you know what I mean, the yeah. kind of buzz before that we would have expected. It, this is a, a credible fight. I'm not saying because he wasn't a boxer, it wasn't credible. I think it's just going to end up being like this social media wave and people acknowledging it after the fact. Like they're going to come it, up this it, it morning. Builds major like, equity. He did what? Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. were an underdog for this fight. Yeah. yeah, you knocked down Anderson Silva in the uh, final round with more than a minute to go. I'll tell you what else I thought when he got up. I was like, Jake's in fucking trouble. There's too much. <clears throat> there's too much of this round left. Like oh. that's who Anderson Silva is. You know what I mean? Like I'm not just now coming to the sport. Yeah. I've seen Anderson Silva take a tough shot, get knocked down, seem like he was this far from losing a fight, and, and then, like, submit a guy. Yeah. Then knock a guy out with one shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like, Jake better not think I, the fight's over. I was over. being careful, by the way. I, didn't, I knew not to, like, jump on him and to try to finish it. I knew he was going to be fine. But back on the pay-per-view buys thing, the pre-buys were going crazy. Uh -huh. Up, up, up. And on Wednesday... When the news came out about Anderson's, uh, you know, saying that he got knocked out or whatever, and the fight was in jeopardy, and all this press came out, the pre-buys tanked. No way! All the way down. I, I didn't think that would actually have any effect. It, I thought the fight it, was over. Yeah. No way! You thought it was canceled. The, the general, I called all my friends. You like, yeah, think the general, yeah, the general public sees that and is like, "Oh, it's not happening." Tommy pulled out. Hasim pulled out. Oh, Jake fucking Paul can't get an event together. This is done. It uh, killed ticket sales. We're, boom, boom, we're still selling tickets that day. Oh, it, my everything God. went to zero. Stadium looked good. Stadium, Stadium look looked good, good, man. Phoenix showed up. Yeah, but it's buzzing. still like fucking annoying. Man. He went check. He went check. And I went checkmate. <laughs> <laughs> but it's going to take a while. I hope you know, because you're not going to be able to get people who are assigned to the UFC. You're going to have to. You're going to have to. Yes, I will. I don't think you're going to. Yes, I will. To. Well, well, if they're all gonna have, they're all gonna have to join the union yes. at once. Yes, and we're gonna raise fifty million dollars, and the fighters who are fighting check to check, we will fund them so that they don't have to be obedient to the UFC. We will fund their salaries or their career earnings. You are in the meantime, wild brother. We will fund their. You're coming for his neck. His whole organization, and we all can see the physical damage that fighters take. It's apparent. The mental challenges and the mental damage that fighters take is something that is just now becoming relevant yeah. and prevalent. Yeah. Yes. Fighters are just now having the courage to talk about it. I love that. There is an element to that aspect mental of health, of health yeah. which yep. is mental, that you have to implement in this union. That's something totally. that I'm Are you down to about. help? Am I down to help? I'm telling you right now, I'm not only offering my help, I'm asking you to let me help. Bro, Let's go. Wow. Yes, bro. Let's go. I would love that, bro. We need all the help we can get, like, for real. Oh, and and so you've been cool. there since day one, bro. I, I love you. I appreciate your support. And, yeah, man, we need all the help we can get. And that's a great fucking point. Yeah. So, yeah. so sick. I, I want to let George ask one last question because I like it before we let you go and go get that bag at that pool party. What did you say <laughs> to Anderson when you tapped gloves with him? You, like, said something after, like, when that round hit, when you hit him, right when the bell hit? 
But right after you touched it, it looked like you apologized or something. Were you chirping at him right before or no? I just had to know because I saw you say Which something to him. Part? When you guys touched gloves after that round where when the bell rang, you hooked him. Oh, oh, oh. He, he kept on saying, stop tying up, kid. Stop tying up, kid. And then I was fucking him up, and then he started tying up. I said, who's tying up now? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. great. <laughs> I wanted to know so bad. Huh? Damn, bro. I thought you were going to have a stronger ending. A stronger ending? Stronger last question. Uh, I thought you were going to ask him what you said to Anderson when you guys both like bowed down in the ring oh, after. Oh, bro. He said, no one can ever talk about you again. He said, no one can say anything about you again. You are a champion. Oh, shit. Love it. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get out! Get out of here, kid. All right. We love you, Jake Paul. Love you guys. Congrats yes. on the big win. No, no, no. I mean, I, I think we run it. We got Sean O'Malley popping in, in the house. We, we got a bunch of energy. That more so even than what you do in the ring proves that you love the sport of boxing and that this thing is actually in you. Yeah. You have to care about your your fellow fighters. And nobody's doing what you're talking about doing. It's necessary. Why? It doesn't exist yet. Because no, nobody really cares enough stuff, to follow Thank through you. with that. We will yeah. do that. So fucking cool. We bro. will do yeah. that. That's that's that long lasting legacy shit. Yeah, man. I mean, look, both of you guys have been in the boxing ring. I've been ringside for many, many years. Yeah. I've watched fighters have mental breakdowns in front of us. And all we do is like. Oh, man, you got to be mentally tough. There's so much mental toughness that's mm. required to win inside the ring mm. that nobody thinks about the mental toughness it takes to live your life outside the ring and turn that switch on and off. Yeah. You know, I'm going to give you some examples. And I'm not, I think, speaking out of school because these fighters have said themselves that they're having mental challenges. Yep. You're talking about Ryan Garcia. Most recently, Danny Garcia. Even Jaylion Love. I did an interview with Jaylion Love three years ago, and we were at the weigh-in this week with Jake, and he came up to me. He's like, man, you know what? The interview that people talk about and ask me about the most is the one that we did three years ago. And I'm like, what did we talk about three years yeah. ago? He was like, it, I was going through a mental challenge. And people watch that, me talk about that, you ask me about that, and they feel like now there's somebody else that is in the place that they were in, For sure. that they watch overcome it. For sure. You see... Deontay Wilder, right? I want a body on my record. I, you know, this guy, I, I take him to task. I'm like, yo, you don't actually want to kill people in the ring, or whatever. And they, and they, and they get upset with me, like, oh, you know, you're making, you're, you're making this uh, something bigger than what it is. But what I know is that he doesn't really want to kill somebody in the ring. That as you mature and you realize how dangerous a sport this is, and you start to love your fellow fighter, yeah, you know that not only do you not want to kill anybody, you don't want to permanently hurt anybody yeah, for sure in his most recent fight he broke down in tears after the fight after knocking out you know the guy in the first round, first round. uh helenius just at the thought of what kind of damage that could do to him long term that's deontay wilder maturing but it's also something we have to watch the way the fighter's mentality has to be acknowledged and has to be Looked after, not just by the guys who are like in their corner and rah rah, yeah yeah yeah, you're a killer, you're this, you're that. Yeah. But those of us who care about the sport, and we, I put pressure on them. He talked, you know, Anthony Joshua talked about the pressure when he did that kind of odd speech at the after end, the Usyk the fight. That was odd. It's like you don't know, you know, the kind of pressure running all this shit, and you don't know what we go through. It's true. It's true. We have to realize that they're not just in a fight in the ring, like all of us. They're in a fight within themselves 100%. every single day. 
And you know, because you're famous and there's all these people have opinions about every single thing you do, yeah. that that pressure can get to you. And that pressure can be a, a hell of a lot harder hit than anybody you're facing with boxing gloves on. Totally, dude. Dude, I think mental anguish is much harder than any physical challenge I've ever been faced with. Like, like if I have to battle my mind, I'm in trouble. That's the battle. Right. That's the battle I don't want. And the stigma around mental health is slowly uh, uh, dissipating. And, and Mike's big on this. I mean, like we all know now how important it is to be mentally healthy and as, and as clear as you can possibly be, especially if you're a fighter, because you have so much on the line. Like fighter is the perfect word for what this occupation is. You fight literally with your hands. You fight at home. You fight to put food on your family's table and you do so in, with, with your body, the, your hands, your feet, it, like just, just, just the, the flesh puppet that you were born into is your mm. vehicle for the success that you're trying to make in your life. And it's wild, man. It's, it's, and I like that angle. And like, I think if you guys all do this and Jake does what he wants to do, which I think yeah. he's going to, cause I don't he, doubt anything he ever says ever again. <laughs> It's that long-lasting legacy stuff that's going to change the face of the fight game forever for the rest that's of time. That's legacy. You mentioned Deontay Wilder, Radio Raheem. I want to ask you this, bro, because mm -hmm. I never asked you this, bro. <laughs> you, you know, I don't know if y'all know this. You know the Deontay Wilder meme where he goes to this day, yeah, yeah. to was, this day he was yeah. screaming at Radio oh, Raheem. Right. Yeah. <laughs> what what the most classic? Round of applause. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. How'd you get that out of? How him? did you get that? How? You, you asked him a question about, uh, like... Uh, okay. He and Tyson Fury, a British fighter, a gypsy, who's known around the world, but not that well in the States, and Deontay Wilder, who's known in the States, but not that well around the world. They come together to have this global match. The British press is there. All kinds of people from the UK. All kinds of people from the Middle East. People in America. Everybody's there, and they're face-to-face. -face. And Fury says, my people have been fighting for 200 years. Now, I cover British boxing. I know a little something about history. I know something about Tyson himself. I know he's talking about the Furies. I'm a fighter. My dad was a fighter. My daddy before him was a fighter. Okay. This kind of shit. The gypsy, this the is gypsy the gypsy lineage. culture, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? I also know a little something about black people in America. I know something about Deontay Wilder coming from Alabama. Yeah. He says, what? Fuck that. My people have been fighting for 400 years. Yeah. He's not talking about the Wilders. He's not talking about his daddy or his daddy's daddy. He's talking about Black people in this country have been fighting and struggling. I think he misunderstood what <laughs> Fury was saying. Fury, uh, having said what he said, everybody around the world doesn't doesn't hear that as like a dog whistle. Everybody doesn't know what Wilder's referencing when he yeah. says 400 years, right? So he comes off the stage. Now, mind you, they tussle up there. They have, tempers are high. Yeah. And so I say, Deontay, Deontay, what did you mean by your people have been fighting for 400 years? What guy? You, you knew what he was going to say. Loses his shit. But the point is. <laughs> the reaction. The he was point is, for I knew what he was talking about, but I wanted him to say okay. what I thought he would say, which is to explain what he was talking about. So the three quarters of the world who don't live in America, who are not watching this from a, an, Amer an English speaking country and don't necessarily know the plight of the black man in America might understand what he was talking about. Take that thing you just said that's important and translate it. For the rest of the world, yeah. everybody's not going to get that reference. Yeah. He thought 
that like you just said, well, you you know what I'm talking about. You're you're fucking. Are you really having the audacity? You're proud of him, man. This is my job. I'm so close to proud. You were proud of Jake I'm a little so, bit, dude. This right is, here on this exact <laughs> show, you're like, I had you four three, pussy. They call me pussy, but I did. But I do have to speak like the truth. I got to challenge a guy. You got to be super objective and actually probably like. Like against whoever you're interviewing, maybe a little bit to get the best reaction. Listen, you're good at your job. Everybody I talk to at some point thinks I'm for the other guy. Okay, that's how I know I'm doing my job well. If everybody you talk to thinks that you're you're talking for the other guy, then you're then you're challenging. That's why we got Mikey. That means you're challenging everybody. That's why we got Mikey on. (laughs) Wilder took it so personally, dude. He thought that I was trying to like distance myself from black culture oh, or like deny oh. that I knew what slavery was about or Jim Crow was about oh, or oppression was yikes. about. When really I was trying to make him the spokesperson, the ambassador for something <laughs> that he had already put on the table. Oh. The the visceral reaction that he had, that kind of emotion, that kind of like like literally touch a sore spot and watch him scream is was good for the fight. They sold out after that moment. I don't know that that's great for mental health. I don't know that that is disassociated from what we're talking about. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I've been banned by the best of them. A lot of fighters, whoa. like at some point, won't talk to me anymore. Wow. Because they take my coverage of the sport personally. And just like Jake was so upset about trolls and shit like this, I, I didn't just give him some advice that I don't take. I had to be like, with fighters that I respect, that I love, that I admire, that I cover. When they say, oh, I won't talk to you, you fuck Randy Rahim, he has to get out of here. I'm talking about like Floyd, uh, you know, De- Deontay, Adrian Braun, or like a lot of people at the top of their sport, at the top of their profession, will watch me do interviews with other people and be like, man, I thought that was my guy. I, well, why would he criticize me like this? Why would you ask me that question? Why would you say I was only up one round going into the eighth? This fucking guy is a hater. It's not the case, bro. It doesn't matter what I say. It matters what you say. So I have to put in front of you a question uh, uh, that makes you make your case. It's not for me to say why our people have been fighting for 400 years. You mentioned it. It's for you to say. I'll uh, say whatever I have to say to get you to say what you need to say. Sharp. To get you to open up so that everybody can see who you really are and what you're really talking about. I'm just a vessel, and I'll do whatever is necessary to amplify you. You're a dog. You're so good at your job. Well, thank you for that. No, of course. I've, the first the first time I, you ever in, interviewed, I think me, I was like that guy was different than the rest. Wow. And, then, and then, bro, also, you run in a, a, a awesome circle of people. Um, seeing you on Rogan, like you're you've you yourself have transcended. I think what it means to be a what would you even describe your 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 occupation as? You know, I'm a. Oh, I'm a, a radio. I'm a yeah. I'm a I'm a broadcast <laughs> journalist. You know okay, what I mean. Okay, I'm a okay. broadcast journalist. Okay. I think by profession. Yeah. And that journalism doesn't only exist in the boxing realm, which is something that I discovered during COVID. I think we all discovered a little something about ourselves. Yeah. And the kind of lives we were living during that downtime, right? And you say I, I circle, I travel in a, a good circle of people. Boy, that's an understatement. I am blessed. To know people who can level me up, yeah. who can be examples for me on how to like become better at what I'm doing and also see the world at a different angle. You're one of those people. Mm. People who say things like, my job is to do the impossible and your job is to believe I can't do it. <laughs> that quote, I spit off the top of my dome because that's one of those things. I'm like, 
he's one of those guys. Thanks, bro. That's why we're friends. That's why you're one of the people I admire. That's why I did this till this day. It's the name of my podcast, by the way, because I'm a no bit of a troll, too. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Like, yes, okay. That's what everybody knows. Then let's call it so that. So good. It's a podcast about the fight inside of people, not boxers. What I realized when I couldn't cover boxing is that you don't have to be a boxer to be a fighter. And to be a fighter, you don't necessarily have to be a boxer. There's people all around yeah. me who have overcome huge challenges, great adversity, have won fights that seemed impossible that even though they're my friends, I didn't know existed in them. Yeah. And I started to talk to people about them. John Stewart, like Andrew Yang, ran for president, Common, Quest Love, yep, yep. like huge people, even John Zimmer, who was like the founder of Lyft, the guy who nobody really knows, and you like his person. You go in and find out, well, how does a guy change ex like how I got here today? Yep. Traffic and shit like this. It's because everybody in themselves is overcoming something and reaching to be great. They're reaching to do what they thought was impossible and defeated their own doubts, yep. their own insecurities, their own hurdles that they put in front of their own selves, got over that, and now are an example to the rest of us. That's what I do. Mm. And I'll do that in any realm that you find me. I just love boxing the most. So sick, man. So I'm glad to have you on, bro. I'm, man, glad I'm honored to be on. Like, you guys are the shit. Which, which we're trying, the boxing bro. shows, he should come back. No, for sure. It's fantastic. Yeah. And, and your voice is great. You're literally our radio, Raheem. <laughs> uh, Sean O'Malley's here. I, I oh, want, nice. I want to get him. Do, do we have an extra mic? I don't want to kick Jeff off. No, no, Jeff no, no, off no, no, but I, I don't even want to. He's, like, like, he's looking for a way out. They work. I know they work, but it's accurate. You can't work like this? <laughs> you fucking diva. You pussy ass bitch. Just because you can't hear yourself. By the way, that's the issue. He can't hear himself, so he can't work like this. Yo, shout out. We need a better production team. Switch. Is Mike bitching about something? Yeah, it's obvious. <laughs> I can't work like this. I can't, hear, so I I can't believe you genuinely said that out loud, Jack. Can't work. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, like, this is any harder than just The champs here, guys. <laughs> what up, yes. champ? What's up, boys? Oh my God, Sean O'Malley! How you Glad doing, you dude? I loved brother. watching you. Like Jake's fight was sick, but I loved watching you too. Watch Jake's fight, oh, and that man. happened the last time I was there too. I fucking just catch myself looking at you, and you're just he stands there screaming. <laughs> <laughs> I get so stoked. I was you're, with my ma. I yep, was feeding I off her. your energy, ma. You were giving Jake advice. I like when you give Jake advice, like you know how to box. That's helpful. What was the advice, ma? <laughs> I was basically telling him to get. Out of the fucking corner. corner. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's no. good. I mean, that's, I, that that's drives not me bad. Nuts. She's right. He, he gets caught. That's where but he's Anderson fight, was uh, Anderson's, that's That shows how good Anderson is. Yeah. He, you know, he's doing what, what he needs to do to win the fight. Yes. That was a sweet fight. It was a very impressive fight. I'm, I'm glad you were entertained because, yes. because you're a fighter yourself yeah. coming off a massive win. We were going crazy. I, I just did your podcast the other day, so I'm going to repeat what I said on your podcast, but... Sean O'Malley, congratulations, bro. You, you are, I mean, absolutely incredible. Peter Yan, who at one point I, I thought was like, probably still is one of the scariest guys in the UFC. He's a, he's a dog. I was worried for you, Sean. We all were. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to see my friends get yeah. fucked up. And he's Russian. Just makes it a little bit more scary. <laughs> it's always it? scarier. Always, always scarier. Always scarier. Like, always, yeah. I have to ask. We were just talking about how Jake has to deal with trolling people online, talking shit. When you come off of a win that's that impressive, where even your boys are kind of like, fuck, this is going to be tough. 
And for you to be a dog in the ring and then go back to the media and read this shit, like, bro, is it worth it in your heart or no? It doesn't. The media really doesn't affect me. Like, I genuinely don't really, like, those guys that are talking shit are just so stupid. I feel like <laughs> if it did affect me, it would be me being weak-minded. And I feel like everything I've worked on in myself for the last five, six years, growing, becoming famous, is like, I've it's it's to deal with that stuff. So I, I really don't, I'm not affected by it. And the the people that I respect, that's like, I respect their opinions. And all those guys are like, dude, that was so entertaining. Like that, that's genuinely what I'd love about this. The love about fighting is entertaining people, dude. And then those guys, like you guys watching the fight, just going the ups and downs in the second round when I rock him and I'm about to put him away. Then he hits me with the left hand that I have no idea how I ate. Like, and you guys... Oh, I just love that. That's what I love. So their their opinions don't fucking matter. I have drawn a lot of parallels between that fight and actually Jake's fight. What up, GP? Oh. Do, do you want to do you want to do you want to sit in real quick? Just maybe between Pam and George <laughs> GP coming at you. No, 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 no. no. Don't, oh. don't sit next to Sean. Don't sit next to. Oh, oh my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. GP's coming <laughs> at you. Greg, nice to meet you. I remember. Uh, yeah, I remember when, Greg. When when Greg. when he talks, George, could you give him the mic? Maybe. <laughs> so so the, the parallels I drew between your fight and Jake's fight is a like I was grateful that I got to see a warrior in both of you that I not that didn't know existed just hadn't seen yet mm. we hadn't seen either of you I don't think like really actually have to dig deep yeah and when you rocked Jan did what you do you stayed calm and you went to go put him away but then Jan came back with a fatty dude and hit you so fucking hard. I went, no, oh, oh, God. Bro, I, I rewatched that left hand a few times. I don't know. I think it show it goes to show how good a shape I was in and how I did everything right. Because if I wasn't in as good a shape, if I didn't eat as good as I did, if I didn't sleep as good as I did, if I didn't take that camp for 12 weeks as serious as I did, that left hand would have put me out. People underestimate this about Sean. I do too, bro. Because it's your colorful hair. You got braids and, you got braids and stuff. <laughs> You're not really the party animal that I thought you were. Like, Dude, you grind. Last night was was weird. I went home. <laughs> I fought the biggest fight of my life six, seven days ago. All the boys are in town. Jake's coming off a fat. I went home last night. I know, but I was gone from Danny and Elena for 17 days in Abu Dhabi, and uh, I just I turned 28 the other day, and I thought the right decision was to go home. All right, so I have a question. Oh I have a question. God. Maybe you guys address Where's Sugar Sean? Where's the Sugar it? Show? Because the Sugar Show that I know was in Vegas, getting Ooh. absolutely blasted, diving into a pool that had six inch, inches of depth. Do you remember that, bro? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I remember from the video. The he video goes, he goes I'm going to dive in the pool. No, I said, tell me I won't. And I'm like, you won't. I'm like, okay. <laughs> he dove in the shallow end of the pool. Bro, six inches dove, hit his head. He goes, I hit my bit. head. <laughs> Yeah, All right, so so I have a question. Maybe you address this. The last fight, do you think you won it? I, I right after there's I didn't a lot know. of talk about it, and, and it, when 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 he raised your hand, watching it, it looked like you were kind of like, oh shit! I, I was concussed, and my heart rate was two hundred for like fifteen oh, minutes. <laughs> oh, I mean, you get concussed and you get hit in the head. <laughs> yeah. But right after the fight, I was just like, holy fuck! But after rewatching it, I in my mind, a little bias. I won round one and three. Damage for sure. What I had to. I don't even think it's that arg. Like, well, I the won debate one three. Felt- in the fight while you're having the fight, and then you go home and watch it again. How often is it a completely different fight you're watching than the fight you were in? 
I had I had no idea what to expect rewatching. I knew there was a couple things like that little takedown I hit at the end of the first. I, I feel like because no one expects me to wrestle, and I have pretty good wrestling, and uh, so I was super excited to watch that. I knew I hit him with a nice left hand. I wanted to watch that. The knee that I cut him with, I was super pumped to watch that. So like I, there was little bits and pieces that I was excited to go back and watch, but other than that, I just like had no idea. Can I ask you an honest question? Yeah. And I, I think you would as well. I I had you winning one and three. Do you think the UFC understands that you are a more promising and lucrative draw than Peter Yan? And by giving you that win, it will be better for the organization. And do you think that influenced the outcome at all? I don't think it did because the the judges in the UFC are completely two different, like com- like they're not even the freelance job. They're a hundred. Yeah, they so have clear the air for me. Like, because I think everyone at home and I, even me, bro, I'm like in the sport, and you would know as well. There's not like a fucking head honcho making a quick call to a judge with an earpiece in it who's like, give Sean the win. <laughs> Another conspiracy that, that we know of. Yeah, yeah, we know of. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I've seen, bro. I've seen some fights in the UFC where like the guy who shouldn't have won won the fight because he's more entertaining. Or can bring in more money for the organization, and like I, I don't know. I think a lot of people who who doubt what happened in that fight are, are on that side of the of the fence. Yeah, I just think if you really go back and watch it, and then you understand the judging criteria is damage on a fight. Number one thing is damage. So if there's no damage, then you go to number two, which is whatever. But the number one's damage. There was plenty of damage dealt out in the first round. I I clearly hit him more harder. Than he did in the in the first round. Second round, he beat me, which is still. I mean, the second round was even closer. You think because if you count down, what do you, do you count knockdowns? I technically dropped him. He to a knee. He didn't drop me. He landed a left hand rocker, but it didn't drop me. Right. So the second round was I give it to him too, but it was a lot closer than people think. Third round, I clearly did more damage. So I think the first and third round, if you really just look at it, turn the turn the the commentary off, just watch that fight, and you. Say okay, I'm just gonna judge this off damage. I think a lot of people would rewatch that. I mean, and and come to that conclusion. But what's number two? Uh, what's number two? It's a good question. I mean, it's like the there's not an opinion; was, it's an actual no, criteria. But in my opinion, I don't. I just do damage. That's all I do. I knock. Don't know, you don't know what number two is because I don't. I was just talking to my girlfriend Kelly about this. We're like, what is what are the, what are the things? And I said the same thing. I'm like, I'm not exactly sure. Damage. I just I was just gonna say I think the debate was worthwhile. Like the the idea that the conversation existed wasn't that didn't upset me at all because people were chirping about it for like two, three days afterwards. Yeah. He had obviously had ground control the the majority of the fight, but did not take advantage of it. He didn't do anything with it. He he couldn't couldn't take advantage of any kind of Well, I was throwing up triangles, not like not they weren't very close, but I was he was having to defend triangles, omoplatas, uh arm bars. He was having to defend. That's the reason he wasn't being able to attack. He would defend. I would get up. There was no real damage. He hit me maybe three or four times on the ground. Can we talk about the Granby, bro? You love that, bro. I've been talking to you about it for three days. Every the time I see you, front flip. Been threatening to hit me it's all I care about. You did. You, you did a front flip out of a fucking hold, which I had never seen before. Yeah, yeah. And Tim told me he was, I think, even quite surprised that you were able to to, to pull that off. What Wrestling, happened? baby. Wrestling. Yeah. So switch into a Granby. That was fire. A front flip. That's a, yeah. That's a move. Did you and Tim focus on groundwork, or did you already have that in your arsenal that we didn't know about? I, I dude, I've been, I've been training overall twelve years. In the last probably five six years, I've been dedicating my life to jujitsu, to grappling. I hit mitts 
in camp. When I have a fight coming up, we'll hit mitts. I don't really hit mitts outside of camp. I don't really. No way. Yeah. I thought that was his strong suit. So you're, you're going to be ready. I'm the best in the world. I'm the best striker in the world. I've been saying that since I the contender series when I wasn't really. But now, he, Peter Yan is a master of boxing. Everybody in the UFC, there's videos you can go out, like look up. Like who's the best boxing in the UFC? Like Dustin Poirier, guys like high-level guys would say, oh, Peter Yan's the best. Dude, I made him wrestle. He took like 15 shots against me because I was piecing him up. So I'm the best boxer in the UFC. Life is so weird. I said it when Jake was on here, but the fact that we watched him go from like, like, I love him, but corny internet kid, Disney kid, to what it is, he's now a boxer is insane. And the fact that I think about this all the time, Sean, that you started fighting to quote unquote pick up chicks, get chicks, baby, yeah. <laughs> and, and you're on your way to become the best fighter. You are the best fighter in the world. You just have to get that belt. Yeah, it's insane. And I saw the picture of you and Tim that you posted. Mm -hmm. I think today yeah. or yesterday, and I commented on it because you and Tim, who's your coach and best friend? Yeah, I mean, it's we have the weirdest coach relationship, coach he's, student he relationship. Coach? Yeah, he's, he's the head coach technically. I mean, well, I when you guys it comes have been to friends since high school. Since I mean, he was. I was 18. He was probably 22, 23 when, I, when we met. Yeah. What's his training over you? Um, Dad, if you're going to ask a question, I need what, you to what, do What's his training over you that he, qualifies him as a coach for he's you? He's a black belt in jiu-jitsu. Um, he's had probably 20-some professional fights. So I think the best coaches are the guys, the, the guys that have done it. He's been there. He's cut Agreed. weight. Do you he's think so? Because, because growing up, you told me that the, sometimes the best coaches – aren't involved in the sport. Vince Lombardi is an example of it. He right. wasn't a football player, but is known There's as the expectations for sure. So when I use you as an example, because Logan was a great athlete, he, he picked up a, a pull stick, literally first time playing, he cleared the table. Mm -hmm. He's great at everything, but he doesn't know how to translate it to tell somebody like me who's a mediocre athlete. Shit coach. Same, same, be, same. How to be good. He's like, what, you don't get this? And I'm like, no, you, well, you know. Kind of a bully about it. Well, Georgie, when he talking, no. he used to get the mic. Like this, you're a fucking bully. <laughs> I want I want the other Logan back. Yeah. <laughs> the other one was nicer. Way nicer. I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say you've probably gotten the chicks now that you were hoping for. So if too, that is no many. longer the goal. Yeah, what are you doing? Yeah. What, what is the reason that you go through all of this and put your body through the kind of trauma it was just recently seven days ago through and what is the what's the payoff? It's a good question. I think just realizing my potential now at this point, I'm like, I can become the Anderson Silva. Like I can be looked at as one of the greatest fighters of all time, and uh, that's definitely what still drives me. And I'm I just turned 28, so I feel like I got a solid like 10 years. Thank you, thank you. 10 years. Honestly, right. you, we all like admire Anderson Silva, but you actually do what he's done. Did it hurt a little bit to watch him lose? I, to be honest, I was when I was watching, I was like, when he dropped him, I was like, oh shit, it just felt weird. I was like, oh fuck, that's <laughs> Anderson. But, uh, but I love, obviously, Anderson I fucking love Jake, and I was, I, I was pumped for him. But yeah, watching Anderson, I mean, it was fucking sweet. Jake looked impressive. Anderson looked good too for forty-seven. Like I don't think that's really an excuse. Stamina. Like, Jake, Jake, Jake looked good. Yeah, I mean, he had good stamina. I don't right. know, bro. I, I, I think Jake said it best. Anderson. Def Buys physics yeah. because his yeah. his age. I know like age is just a, a number, but no, it's fucking not, bro. When I was fighting yeah, Floyd, crazy. 
I could I could feel that he was 44. Mm. And by the end, I could see, I was like, you're tired, old man. You got yeah. gray hair and you're fucking wheezy. Yeah. Anderson was a dog throughout. Yeah. His punches, oh, no, what do you mean? His, his punches obviously were a little bit slower. than not, a little not bit. Right. Eight, a little bit. sped back up. He, he was pissed. But I mean, oh. comparatively, like if you took the, the combined average of the eight rounds, he's probably a little bit slower now than, than he was at 36, right? Ten years ago, that Anderson Silva in the eighth round that was doing all this shit yeah. <clears throat> would have knocked Jake out. We'd yeah. have been like, oh, where did that uh, shot even come curious, yeah. from? The fact that he got caught doing the thing that he does best, that's 47. Yeah, but, yeah, but also, that was why and how he got knocked out in the UFC, even in his prime. True. Which is why he what? shouldn't be fighting in the UFC anymore, either. <laughs> <laughs> he was doing his showboating shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Showboating shit. Uh, uh, also, yeah. He also does a lot of weird shit, too. Like, I was talking to him in that interview after the fight when mm-hmm. you saw me in the hallway. Why did he, he was like, he like does this like weird sorcery. Like, he punches his foot. Like, why does he punch yeah. his foot? Oh, it's, he taps up. It's, it's a diversion. Is that a diversion? I mean, that's Sean. That's Sean, 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 I'm a master of that. I, I pretended to throw something in the air and fucking homie, hit a one-two homie, on you play, bas- you play basketball in the octagon. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're the first person I've ever seen do that. You dribble. You shoot threes when you win. A little diversion. Yeah, also, just to tie in the Anderson's part. Dude, 47, and the dude finished a fight and jumped on a plane to go to a tournament. And another country for jiu-jitsu. Shut up. What the fuck? Yeah, he's at a jiu-jitsu tournament. What the fuck? It's an addiction. Right. So, so my question for you is, as the elite athlete that you are, your two top things that you think have elevated you to where you are, what would they be if you want to share them with anybody else who wants to be a fighter? Sleep. Or, sleep and diet. Okay, so here's the top thing. Top two. So I'm, I'm nowhere near your level. Here's what I, what I love about you. <laughs> no, your, your calmness in the storm, you were literally getting fucking pounded in this last fight. And you were still calm. Yeah. And I think that is what's going to take you to the top level. Because, dude, you were, I'm like, you're getting fucking jacked. And you're still like. It's chilling. What, what, what you're describing, <laughs> what you're describing is a comfortability. And, and Jake even said this in a couple of his interviews. And we saw it last night. He's finally in his sixth fight now getting yeah. comfortable in the ring. And so is, this, this, this struck me as incredible. Uh, Ashton Silv is that his mm-hmm. name? The kid yeah. Jake signed. Yeah. How do you pronounce his name? Ash, Ashton Silv. Is that the uh, minion guy? He came out dressed yes. as a minion. Yeah, it's a Halloween costume. So yeah. a he's got the showmanship. I liked it, but I was watching this kid. He signed to Jake's most valuable promotions. He was fighting right before Jake, and he looked so calm. It was unbelievable. The guy starts teeing off on him. It's calm, calm, calm. Block, slip, throws the cleanest counter I've ever seen in my life. So Drops him, wins the fight in like a minute and a half. So fast. Comfortability, dad, as you said. The words, is, the words composure that you're looking for. It's what are you going to do it. when the heat is I've on? Been, I've been also cold punching for like five years religiously every night. Cold punching? Cold plunging. Oh, cold punching. Yeah. What you have? Like religiously for every night for, Just in for five years. Three minutes at night. And it's that's where you practice that uncomfortable. Uh, anywhere from 39 to 43. That's cold. It, and it's every night. Danny's right there. She, maybe not. She's uh. <laughs> that's David. Oh, yeah. She she watches it. Uh, or well, she does it with me sometimes. But like that's where I get that calmness in 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 those panicky moments. So just be able to sit in the cold plunge, get to your breath, and just sit with it. It, it is it is a good spot to to gain that composure. I, I in the, my minimal fighting experience, that cold plunge is a game changer. Yep. I want to ask you some questions, Ma. Okay. I'm not sure what exactly, but like. Has it gotten easier to be a mom of a fighter the more fights that happen? Are you getting more and more used to it? Because your nerves, 
in my opinion, seem to be more calm as we do more of this bullshit. <laughs> I think I'm more calm until I see what is going wrong. And then I get like, you got to change that. And I want to tell him <laughs> and like you locked eyes with him about the breathing. I used to do the same thing with both of you in the wrestling mat on the mat. And I did the same thing with him last night. I thought he kind of looked over at me and I was kind of like, breathe. <laughs> I didn't look real calm, but I, to answer your question, you know, specifically, I, I am getting better at it, but it is still really, really difficult. Not seeing Jake get hit or you get hit necessarily, because, you, you know, you guys picked this profession, so you're ready for it. And you know you're going to get hit, and Jake's had some big sparring partners, and he's gotten gotten hit. But it's that, what are you going to do wrong that might make you really get knocked out? And that has not happened yet. So I, I think I've been pretty fortunate. Has Jake, did Jake say anything about who's next? I, I know I saw the Nate Diaz a little bit of beef. I probably you guys probably talked about it, but we 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 asked him. He he wants to maintain his leverage over the person, so he's he's being secretive about it. And he Smart. has he has some he has some ideas, but oh. it's like the the lady in the press conference said it yesterday. It's the Jake Paul lottery. Like he is in a position where he can kind of just be like, uh, which one of you is going to mm -hmm. make me and us the most money? I may decide, motherfucker, you're dead. God, that that's tough to decide too, because he is making them a lot of money. So if you have like a real beef, it's like God. You're gonna change someone's life. I'm gonna, gonna change. change you're life. gonna make someone rich yeah. as, as hell. The Connor, the old red panty night. Yep, the red panty night. Called it. <laughs> Break out the yep. red panties. Yep. Playing Connor McGregor. Yep. <laughs> I wanted to ask him too. I didn't even get a chance to because he had to run to that pool party. But I guess it, it like comes down to like what he's after, right? Like right. he can keep and and Raheem, you, you you poked him about this a bunch of times. He can keep taking the the UFC fights against these big names because it, it seems like at this point and in this moment at least sugar you're one of them the ufc fighters have the clout you guys got the pull you guys got the attention right for the most part except for the big dogs in the boxing realm which aren't they're not going to fight jake right now right? right so he can he can keep taking those fights for big paydays right and for big turnouts and big pay-per-view buys or he can go the route you describe which is mm -hmm. garner the credibility in the space because from what we've heard from jake he wants to be, he wants a belt. He yeah. literally wants a fucking belt. And so to, you know, you you had brought up the point that like, who gives a fuck? Like keep taking the fights, which he can against these big payday fighters, right? From the UFC. It all comes down to what Jake wants. And it's exactly what you just said. It's the Jake lottery. The dude's the pole right now. He's the A side. You know? If you could and pick who? I'd pick Nate. Nate, Nate Diaz. Nate fucking nice. Diaz. Jake will knock the piss out of yeah, Nate Diaz. Yeah, I was going to say, but isn't He will knock the piss out of Nate Diaz. Nate, Nate Diaz, Diaz is, is tough, a though. punk. He's a punk. His you. record is Look at you. mediocre. Jake will knock doing. the piss out of Diaz. You get fired up. You I'm just calling the yeah, fucking back. But can I ask a question? Is Nate, is Nate a, is Nate <laughs> a step <laughs> down from Silva? No. I would, his, I'd say it's pretty equal. Because Nate's a, like, we could sit here and talk shit the whole time. Nate's a motherfucking dog. Not one me. of the baddest. Not one. No, I like Greg do it. No, Greg, keep talking to me. I don't give a fuck. His record is not that great. Jake will knock the piss out of him. Hold on. I don't disagree. But. You okay. don't gotta get so aggressive. No, I like that, dude. He's no, I, we're Pauls. We get fucking aggressive. <laughs> get over aggressive. it. I'm, I'm oh, I've been on the receiving end of it a lot of times. <laughs> what you, I don't know what you're talking about, dude. Speaking of box, I'd fucking love to box one of these days. No way, Sean. Oh, you yeah. already do, dude. Best box. No way, Sean. Bro. But you can't in the UFC contract. 
Well, well, unless I get big enough, you know, Connor versus Floyd happen. I'm oh waiting for God. another guy my size. I Javante Davis. I know I kind of talked about it before. I just he's not really a pay per view guy. Maybe he will be someday, but like realistically, he's not like that. Dude, dude, dude. Hey, I can we pre-sign you to MVP? Hey, 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 wait, 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 wait. I'd hate it. <laughs> You versus Ryan Garcia. That's what I'm saying. That's, oh that, my there's gosh. options. But Ryan, we, 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 <laughs> bro. Bro. we gotta oh keep God. doing our our thing. Keep both keep winning and become big enough to wear the UFC. Because oh. UFC, they're about they're about money. So if there's if the opportunity, five six years down the line, I'm the fucking man. There's another fucking man in boxing. UFC would be down. They would be Sean. down. But it has to be big enough. Hey. Let's, it, let's it, talk I, two three years. It, it has to be like it, you, you being a UFC fighter. And an excellent one does not translate to you being a boxer in a boxing ring. Ryan Garcia is not beating you in the octagon. I'm sorry, you're not beating Ryan Garcia in a, in a boxing. I wasn't ring. gonna beat Peter Yan either. I wasn't supposed to. He's he's doing it. He does this. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm agreeing. <laughs> you agreeing. Rogan, right? I listen to you. Yeah. yeah okay. I'm, I'm agreeing with what you, I'm agreeing with you on that. I, and that's okay. I'm not. I, I everyone can have their opinion. You guys can say that. It's not going to change the fact that I want to do it. I yeah, totally agree. You know, do you want me to say, sit here and say, okay, I won't? Or what's your what's your point to, no, of saying my that? My point is that this is like it, it's more of a spectacle than it is an actual. So you think there's a zero percent chance I could beat him? Yeah, I think zero. 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 No. no, come zero. on, Raheem. No, you're a winky fuck. Are you gonna take that disrespect, bro? I don't feel like it's disrespectful. But he also he also is zero chance in the octagon. Ryan Garcia has zero chance of beating. Like zero. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's 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 accurate. Hold on a second. If you put the two in the octagon and they get into a striking match with light gloves on, there's never a zero chance. The one thing about fighting that we all know is that I I understand what you're saying. Well, that's striking. No, say say boxing. But 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 that's striking. What I'm getting at is there's a button that exists on everyone's chin. There is a the zero percent chance in fighting does not exist. You would you would say the same thing about me and versus Logan in a ring. Of course, we had this conversation. There's never a zero percent chance. The right shot to the right part of a human's body puts a person out. There's so a zero percent never happened. Exist. Excuse me. Got it. I, I I had a I had a well. It's not a question. More of a conversation. I'd like you to react. Yes, sir. So we were talking in the car because like, I don't know why, but a lot of people want to fight you. <laughs> I get it, dude. I'm a fucking really a lot? I'm loud mouth. Yeah, bro. well, mostly just people in our circle. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> Wait, who though? Right now, well, my girlfriend that. Nina thinks she could take you out, and I actually agree with oh, her. Oh, yeah, yeah. She told me that. I've wanted to fight you before. <laughs> me and you are me and GP. <laughs> GP wants to fight you right now. But also, no, no, no. Oh, hold on, a hold on. I never. No, wait, wait, wait. Stop. I never wanted to fight you. You put your hands on me first. Start it up. Start it up. This is where it starts. <laughs> well, no, no, no. The good thing I will say this. The good thing about me and GP is that uh, we're like. We're like those type of people that can have that ferocious like I- interaction, and then two weeks later we see each other and it just ends again. Well, you know let, what I'm saying? Let me like, tell you something. You have to because you're both gonna be around like forever. No, no, no. <laughs> I just well, figure it out. Yeah. It's like a brother. It's like a brotherhood. Like you get in a fight with your brother, and then and it kind of just ends because you both. GP fucked me up one day. He's still GP wants to fight everyone one day. I walked. It was after one of Jake's fight, and I was gonna go say was like good job in the locker room, and he I walk in. Who the fuck are you? Get the fuck out! He did it to Chappelle. No, no. So you did. You did it to. Fucking Dave Chappelle. No, no, hold on, hold on. No, when you came in, you were coming in, but you had like eight people following. I never have you. eight people. You got. You, I roll light. He does the whole, roll light. I don't roll. No, with nobody. I know, but there were people behind. It must have been a different guy with cotton candy hair. And I'm like, all right, I know who you are, but fuck these other motherfuckers. Uh, no, I and get when, those. And okay. then when Chappelle was coming, explain Chappelle. Explain Chappelle. Why did you deny? No, no, I knew who Chappelle was. We're not talking. Talk. By the way, guys, if we don't have headphones on, 
Yeah. You got to be extra cognizant of when someone else is talking. And if you don't have the stick. And this is what I was going at before. And I apologize for my deviant. But I, I lock into a system. This is my science. But I love it. Here. By the way, you're right. This is much harder. Okay, than I I'm sorry. No, because I have, to, the I have to work with. I love you guys. You do a great job. But I, I'm sorry. I take this shit fucking. This is my job, bro. So I need to lock in, bro. I'm sorry, brother. I'm you sorry, you I'm guys sorry. are pussies. I have to. <laughs> just it's like, like it's like it's who like, the fuck is actually overwhelmed? You by know this? why I can disprove that right now? Because you have blue tint on your sunglasses, <laughs> and everyone knows that if you have blue tint on your sunglasses, you're a fucking whack job who lives in Utah. Give me, give me those. Are those the colorblind glasses? Those are your good glasses. <laughs> These. <laughs> Huh? Wow, that fully so circled. Awesome. You just called yourself a pussy, That's bro. Awesome. What do you mean these are my glasses? I don't own these. <laughs> Those are yours. Those are the hey, same glasses that you right put now. on and you <laughs> cried because you saw green for the first time. <laughs> these are not my glasses. You, you just gave them to me off your face that you brought here. What do you mean? I these are took my those when I shot the video making fun of you looking at colors for the first time. Those are actually your glasses. From seven years ago? Yeah, still is your buddies. Brother, I was a whack job who lived in Utah back then. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. These are the colorblind yeah, glasses. Caleb, yeah. zoom You in. better fucking cry. <laughs> yo, y'all, y'all need to cut this shit. I'm not kidding. Y'all need, need to cut this shit, bro, because Sugar Sean is looking way more purple than usual. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm not fucking kidding. It's not funny. Life is so much. It's so a little George bit more stole those. Did we forget about that? As yeah, a prop. He stole them. You nah, want me to sign these? So you can sell them on eBay. <laughs> what? Me? Dude, I'm not. All right. So beautiful. That's crazy. You know, Mr. Beast just did a video. Well, he found 2,000 colorblind people and made them all wear these glasses at once. That's like one of his videos. I'm sorry, Mr. Beast. That's brilliant. That's good, right? <laughs> but I'm not kidding, bro. You look so much more vivid than usual. <laughs> That's what I look like. Your hair is beautiful. <laughs> I, will, I will admit something in Belkin Vouch. I didn't know I was slightly colorblind until I put those on. Because I put them on. I go, what the fuck? Why is green like that? And she goes, no, you're joking. I go, I swear to God. Did you cry? Not in crime. <laughs> That's <laughs> tripping me out watching Logan get tripped. I'm out. looking at your your wife's like neon pink shorts, and uh -huh. those are going crazy, yeah. bro. That's his the, wife. The, relax. The, the greens, okay. the blues in the sky. Like it, jokes aside. And by the way, I didn't. I, that video wasn't fake. It was very much embellished. <laughs> it, it's like YouTube. It's YouTube right. shit. Wait, were you gonna finish the point about the fact that your girlfriend wants to kill me? Not kill you. Oh, she, she just wants she, to fight. For you know, sport. For sport. Uh, oddly for enough, sport. oddly enough, bro, a couple of the people that have called Thank me you. out in, in the space in the past, um, I dubs. I was with him in the second row, and, and Jeff was trying to stoke that fire. Jeff Wittick, who didn't get a chance to say anything on the couch earlier because <laughs> with so many damn people, but uh, he was like, "Yo, what's the deal, Mike? You gonna step in the in the ring with I dubs?" And I dubs was like looking at me like, "Yo, what's good? You know, just got a fucked up, bro. I got, I'm handicapped." You got a rod in your ankle. Oh, you can't walk more than half a correct. mile without crying. But, but I am having fusion surgery this year, I believe. In 2023, they're going to remove my ankle joint, and they're going to fuse my leg to my foot. So it'll be a right angle, like a like one of those oh, right shit. angle ru rulers. <laughs> Dude, why and, don't you um, just make it a peg? You're almost a pirate. That's what, what I'm saying. They, they want the damn me thing to amputate off, bro, it. Danny up. wants me to amputate it and put on just a fake leg uh, yeah. ankle. But I believe that You'd once be a pretty I have good that, pirate. What's that? You'd be a pretty good pirate. Oh, you mean a wooden peg? Yeah, just like put a wooden the, peg like in there, bro. He thought you were talking about because he gets pegged. So he oh, thought you were talking about. Oh. I thought you called him a pirate because he steals a flower from everybody. But by the way, I just want everybody to know, Mike sent my mom and dad the nicest fucking video because my mom and dad cooked for everybody. And he is actually the sweetest gentleman. You know what Logan gave me? A high five on the way out. Oh, hold on. 
Besides Mike and I, I'm, I'm the only one who knows this. His assistant sent the video. Wait, what? No, wait, I, I made a video. I, my, my assistant's a deep fake. Is that what you're saying? She was able to put her head on my body. That was a shit joke. I know. Oh, dude, I like dude, pause. Does that hurt when that happens? No, it doesn't bother me at all. Oh, yeah, me neither. Yeah. <laughs> bro, you're a non-colorblind guy wearing colorblind glasses, bro. Go back to Utah. Wait, so we... They're going to pick on you all the time anyway. You know what, Dad? Come sub in for me. You probably say better things. Yo, yo, yo. Let's get senior George in here. Let's, yeah, get, let's replace here. George oh, with George. Yeah, what are you doing? You've yeah. gone on this Say, podcast before. No, please. I want to ask about the dinner. Please. George left. Please, Big George. What do you mean? last pod, too. Yeah, no. You, you, you came on and wore a wig well, before. He's been, he has been on this pod for three hours today. That's why. Waiting oh, for him what? Waiting for him to leave? Time. We've all been waiting for him to leave. <laughs> George. I know. Come on. Come on. Sure, so no one's even going to notice the difference. Come on. Come on. I know. No. Look, he put the same Let's go. George Senior. George Senior. Let's go. Can, can okay, I sit down, George? Sit down, right. or are we going straight? Right. Yeah, I just want to ask listen. one more question to Shug. This is. Do they know about George's dad? No, hold on one second. Mike's. I, I just want to ask one, one more Shug question. Do we? So we know what's next for you, obviously, right? Like that's already set in stone. Like there's no questions around. The, the UFC's talking about Henry versus Aljo. I don't know if that's real. Um, I'm actually going to go to the UFC here in a couple weeks and sit down and talk to him uh, and see what's up. But I mean, the title fight next makes the most sense. It's it for me like. Hundred percent, dude. Imagine if it's in Phoenix in that arena that we were just fighting. Uh, Jake just oh fought at. God, I was sitting in there last night thinking, like, there's some good. This would there. be crazy, yeah. bro. Yeah, Catered yeah, yeah. by Stoop Kid Burgers, dude. I was actually gonna stop there before I go to the airport if I had time. Mike today. said he gave out a nine one, and I wasn't there. Yeah. You guys dude, tasted the burger. It was good. I didn't eat for like twelve hours. I I waited for it. Yeah. So I don't know if that enhanced my uh my ranking, but it was fucking. He, he up told there. me. That well, when he's in training camp, he watches Dude. the burger reviews and, oh. it, and it fucks with it. He makes it's him want to break his like, I, I do watch it and I'm just like, God damn. You squeeze those? it and it's juicy. Some some people, when they're dieting, they'll watch food porn. I, I don't watch it a ton, but I definitely catch myself. Like, I'll watch that and just sit there and just like. Well, on Mike's channel, you get both food and porn. I know. I love that. <laughs> he's got some patties hey, on there. Hey, can you give the mic to George Senior real quick? This is This is my thank you. I gave your son a high five, but I gave you a big old fat hug. And yes, I said, you thanks for, for you, you cooked dinner for all of us the other night. You and your wife, Carol, beautiful family. I love coming to your guys' house. Uh, we were all so, so grateful that we have we'll such a, have a, a, a second family, essentially. You got it. You guys are so, you guys are so great. Um, what, what's, what's your, did we make it to the moon, do you think? Whoa. Yeah, what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> do you believe we actually... Yeah, bring the mic to your mouth. Like, I'm just, I just curious. Like, just something I wanted to know. Like, Say it again. Do you think we made it to the moon? Like, <laughs> yes. Humans? Yeah? Uh, that's all I wanted to know. You are. <laughs> well, we didn't go to the fucking... <laughs> he's not a conspiracist. He's he's Persian that sells cologne at the mall. <laughs> this is where actually he stores his cologne. He gives it to what, me. Hey what's, hey, what's in there? Hey, what's Don't in there? Do I, I know what's in there, huh? No. I know what's he goes, he he goes, goes to no. protect him. <laughs> <laughs> to protect George. I'm his bodyguard when he leaves. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I have anything else. This has been a, a great show. Am I miss? Is there anything I tried? We to do have to give a shout out to your mom because I covered you guys in Manchester. Yeah. And she was everybody's mom. Oh. And you were like, you know, the, this calm and this kind of thing that you're talking about that's important in the ring. She has it outside the ring. That's how I knew you and your brother and everybody's going to be okay. Because yep. every place I saw your mom, yep. she was making sure everybody was going to be okay. I mean, you're looking yeah. at the collaboration of the two people that created. I mean, we'll use Jake as example. Jake, you know, and, and Logan. But, like, you've got this calm, composed side. 
that mm-hmm. that <laughs> remains ready and 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 sticking to the game plan. And you've got a, a you know someone that has that incre- in extreme heart and 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 just fire that exists within them. And when you put those two people together into the same body, you get Jake and you get Logan Paul. You know, so it's always you know amazing to to, to sit across from these two people who I who I dearly love. Thanks for being my parents, Yay. guys, and thanks for being great parents. You're welcome. Thanks for being great kids. Yeah, I love you guys. Yeah. Um, that's time. it, Sean. Thanks for joining us on this podcast. Brother. Thank you guys for having me on. I can't wait to see what you George do next. Follow Sean on social media, all the social medias. George Senior, what were you gonna say? They raised you right, man. <laughs> they did a good job. I'm very proud of you. Radio Rahim. I appreciate you, bro. Thank Finally you. got you on. Thanks for having me on, man. Of course. It, was, it was an honor, and I had a great time. You Good, guys bro. Were very generous for letting we, me. We got to have you sit thing. in more, bro. Thanks Especially for being a fellow button pusher, bro. <laughs> oh, oh my god, it's like so that, good. Dude. It's so <laughs> because I bet you there's a lot of people that want to fight you too, right? Oh my god, there's <laughs> fighters that want to fight That's me. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but you know what? I know how to. Mm, yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to this episode of Impulse. We love you. Hit that subscribe button. We will see you next time. Take it easy. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.